today for our share and congratulate birthdays. Uh, we've, uh, on Saturday, we've come, spent a lot of time to get to this part. We've covered steps one through five. And um, I'm going to review on page 77. Uh, no, had the wrong page. On sev page 75 of the big book, I'm going to review the step five promises. Now, we have new people here, and uh, I can't tell you everything that's, uh, that goes on before you get to step five, but we have a site, experiencethebigbook.org, and you get on it, and you can go to episodes, and you go to the bottom, and you can find step one, two, all the steps. You can find every chapter. You can find AA history, and if, you're, if you really want, you can uh, study the book up to this point. Uh, if you uh, want to go through the book with me for the 10th or 11th time, we're starting tomorrow night on Sunday. We finished again, and uh, uh, we're going to start the book, and uh, it's going to be good. Uh, it's always kind of emotional when we do that. But if you could join us tomorrow night at uh, 6 o'clock. Wednesday night, I thought it was the best meeting I really have ever done. It was on We Agnostics. We covered pages 53 to 55. It'll be on the site in about uh, no, seven to two weeks. We have like four, I put them out every other day, and we've got four or five to put out. But it was great. We looked at the God of reason that we worship, and we turn to uh, faith and trust in God, not our reason, and how we find God where he is and uh, uh, what's required to do that. That was great stuff. Anybody else think it was good? It's good. Yeah. It was great. I really got a lot out of it. Today, uh, we're starting the journey of six and seven, but I want to review uh, page 75 and then read, the, read six and seven. And then, uh, because we had such long birthdays, anybody need a handout? Here they are. Uh, I'm going to read uh, the Drop the Rock story, and uh, then we'll open it up. On page 75, it says, we pocket our pride. Notice the word, pocket my pride. We're in the big book now, for those who don't know. Pocket my pride and go to it. That's what's required. I have to, I have to become humble to work the steps. And I become humble because I've been in pain and suffering and my way didn't work. And I was willing to go to any length to have what they had. And so I have humility now because my way didn't work and it's never going to work. Every twisted character, every dark cranny of the past. Now, once we have done step one through five, withholding nothing, I'm delighted. Now, here's the step five promises. One, I can look the world in the eye. Why? I'm not afraid of people anymore. I've looked at my resentments and my fears, and I've said the prayers, and I've forgiven everyone, and I'm willing to make amends. Two, I can be alone at perfect peace and ease. That sounds good, doesn't it? What does it really mean? I could never be alone at perfect peace at ease because I was with myself. And, and, and not just my body, but my mind. Anybody have a mind in here? Anybody ever use it? Uh, when I was alone with my mind, I was never at perfect peace or ease. Why? I always had something I was worried about or something that I was bothered about that happened in the past and I never lived in the now. Anybody else like that? And if I felt real good, and I'm sitting there and things are really going good. 
then I wonder what I should have been should be worried about. Anybody else do that? <laughs> it is exhausting. <laughs> it's just alcoholism. I'm not a bad person. It's just the way I was made, and I don't have to be that way now. Who made me that way? I did. So now I can be at perfect ease and peace alone. And you know what I call that? Being okay. I sought all sorts of things to be okay out there. Now I'm just okay when it's me and God. Right, Gary? Yeah, it's all I need. My fears fall from me. Notice how they, the words, they fall from me. They're, they're gone. Anybody else live in fear, constant fear? We still do. That's what we're going to talk about, step six and seven, how we continue to change and how we stay with God all the time. And if you want perfect peace and ease, you have to work steps six and seven. I begin to feel the nearness of my creator. Why? I'm getting close to my creator. I'm having contact with my creator. I know that there's a power in me because I see everything differently now. And I feel different. And I have certain beliefs, but now I began to have a spiritual experience. And that's what you need. So I have, there's a hint here. You have to work steps one through five to begin to have a spiritual experience. One, two, three, and 90 meetings in 90 days won't do it. It's good, it's not bad, but you have to follow your decision to have God uh, run your life with action. A decision without action is fantasy. And I want to tell you, alcoholics are experts at fantasy. <laughs> and in fact, they believe their fantasies and they tell them to other people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the feeling, I'm on a roll today. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. Why? Because you can see the truth about alcohol. Why? Because you've begun to have a relationship with God and God helps you see the truth. Not only that, but with your fist step, you can begin to see the truth about your thinking. We are on the broad highway. Anybody want to be on there? Mm -hmm. That's where we need to be. That's the path, thoroughly down the path. The broad, it's broad. People who say they can't get this, it's not because the gate is really narrow. It's because it's broad, but they don't want to get on the highway. What's the only thing that blocks you from getting on the highway? You. Good. We're going to read about dropping the rocks soon. Walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Anybody think that's good? Hand in hand. So you're never alone. You always have God. Remember on page 100, it says we walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress with the new man, right? And that's what we're doing here today. I hope at this meeting, we feel the power of God. The birthdays were special. We feel we're all together. And I think today, right now, we're in the uh, fellowship of the spirit. Not the spirit of the fellowship, we have that. But we're, in the, we're walking today, right now, all of us towards God. Returning home, we find a place where we can quiet for an hour. You see, they don't waste any time. Carefully reviewing what we've done, we thank God from the bottom of our heart, and then I know him better. Now, remember, we agnostics says we didn't know him at all. We believed in him, but we had no knowledge of God. Why? We never let him work for us. We ran the show and said, God, how'd this happen to me? Why did you let this happen to me? Anybody say that? See how preposterous that is? Taking this book down from our shelf, some people do this. 
we turn to the page which contained the 12 steps. Carefully reading the five proposals, we ask if we admitted anything. We are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man at last. Anybody want to do that? Amen. Now, we want to be free of what? The bondage of self. We're going to build an arch to freedom. What is the foundation of the arch? Willingness. Step one. If you're not willing and you've taken step one, you haven't taken step one. Right, Eric? That's what Eric's saying. Step one you have to do all the time. How do you know if you're not doing step one? You're not praying. You're not going to meetings. You're not inventorying. You're not sponsoring. You're not meditating. What's the uh, cornerstone of the arch? Belief. What do you believe? You can change. Now, basically, the foundation of the arch is you're willing to change. You're willing to go to any length to change. You don't want what you had anymore. You want that what they have. And you believe you can change. And I believe I could change because of Eric and John and Chris. Step three, the decision <coughs> to change and have God direct you is the keystone of the arch. Now, this arch won't stay up with just two cornerstones and a keystone. There needs to be some stuff in there. Anybody got that? I know it's AA. It's complicated. But you need stones to put in place, right? That's what you're doing. You're putting the stones in place. And it says, is the work solid so far? The stones properly in place. Have we skipped on the cement in the foundation? I didn't see that before. Have you really taken your first step? Have you really admitted you're powerless and you can't manage your life anymore? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? Now that's something you could tell somebody who's screwing around with the steps. You're putting mortar without sand. How's that working for you? Of course, I don't know anything about building, but I assume you need. <laughs> right. There you go. I admitted some of my weaknesses. So that's powerful stuff, isn't it? Now, I'm just going to read uh, 76, step 6 and 7. Anybody have a 12 and 12? Can they hand that to me, the one there? Yeah. Now we're going to read now, and then I'm going to read you a line from the 12 and 12. If we can answer to our satisfaction, then we look at step 6. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Notice the word indispensable. And they're not talking about a little willingness. They're talking about 100% willing all the time. Are we now ready? Look at the word. Am I ready? Am I ready to let God remove from me all the things which I've admitted are objectionable? Now, uh, I... Uh, I asked Patty to make some more of the spiritual checklist cards. And I forgot the reminder. And so we don't have them today. But they're on the site. Experience the big book. And the, the checklist cards are the left and right hand column. Anybody have a card here they can hold up? Those cards have changed my life. And this is how we live. Right, guys? And I'll bring some tomorrow night. Uh, I've given out about a thousand. And so this is, this is what we've admitted objectionable. My selfishness. Anybody want more of that? Dishonest. Frightened. Inconsiderate. Prideful. Greedy. Luster. Anger. Envy. Sloth. Get it? Inflation. Intolerant. Anybody have any of these things? 
Anybody have a lot of these things? We still have them. Are we ready to let God remove them? Are you willing to change? Do you still want to be a a-hole? Do you still want to be a obnoxious, selfish person? Do you want to be in conflict with everyone or everybody? And do you want to change? And how do we know that it's objectionable? Because remember, for every resentment and fear and for our conduct, we ask ourselves, was I selfish, dishonest, resentful, or afraid, or inconsiderate, right? And so I, I take responsibility now for how things go, my fears and my resentment and my harms to others. Can he now take them all, all, everyone? Do you think he can? Yep. Yeah. Now here's the, here's the riddle, the riddle of our existence, I think he calls it. If God can remove the obsession of the drink, and he's done that, right? And Eric, other people today, why don't we give them all of our crap? Why don't we give them every single character defect? He says we're like the hole in the donut. <clears throat> That's what we're afraid. We're afraid to give God everything. But we do the best we can, and step six and seven is how we try to do it every day. Everyone, if I still cling to something, I will not let go. I ask God to help me be willing. That would be a good prayer every morning. God, and read the character defects. I look at them every morning. Got them right there in the uh, elliptical. I look at them every morning. I say, I don't want to be on the left-hand side today, God. Help me be on the right-hand side. I can't do it on my own. That's the thing people don't understand either. I'm doing six and seven. You hear it all the time. You're not working six and seven without God. If I was tried to be a better person before I came in here, I did try, but it didn't work. Why? Because I don't have the power. Because all the time I'm in self. So the self-centered person is trying to treat their self-centeredness. It doesn't work. It took me a long time to realize it's only with God's connection that I change. And, and it doesn't take a lot except I'm willing to let go and then he takes them away. This is not a complicated step. I'm willing to let go. As soon as I'm willing to let go, he takes it away and I see things differently. When ready, we say this. I say it all the time. My creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me. Now, all of me means all of me, not 89%. The good and the bad. Now, why does he put the good and the bad? Because I don't even know what's good or bad. Just give them all of me. I pray that you now remove from me, you remove from me every single, because I'm willing and I'm praying this. I want, I'm asking God to remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. That's what we want to be, useful to you and your fellows. Now I went to a meeting. I heard this guy say it. He's, he, was, he was really uh, an uh, expert on the book. He told me he was. And he read this, and he read it at the meeting. He said, read this, and he says, now, if I don't have this defect removed today, that means that God doesn't want it to be removed. Now, I think that's alcoholic thinking, personally. Because you could read it that way, but every defect I have stands in the way of my usefulness to God and my fellows, everything. There isn't a thing on that list that doesn't keep me, right? from being with God and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. 
what is our vision each day that we're supposed to carry into all of our activities? God's will for me, page 85, that's it. What's God's will for me today? Step 11, what do we want to improve? My conscious contact, why? So I'll know his, his will for me and I'll have power from him to carry it out. I want to get out of Michael's plans. Unfortunately, we don't do that 100%. We still have to do that all day long. And notice there's an amen here. We have then completed step seven. The amen starts with the third step prayer. You make the decision, everything that you're doing in steps four, five, four and five, you're doing with God. It's a prayer. And then it says, amen. Now, two paragraphs, right? And I don't think I've been to more than a handful of meetings through the years that have talked about steps six and seven. Step six and seven are the deal. That's what we should talk about at every meeting. It's how we're changing all day long. And it says here, it, this is kind of subtle, see if you can get this. This is a step that separates the men from the boys. This is the one. One of my first meetings, I heard Betty say that. And one of my first meetings, Betty said, you really need to know this book. I said, wow. And she wasn't, you know, she's pretty firm. She was younger. And she was pretty firm. And I said, wow, she really needs this. I better do this. And uh, so we're going to spend some time on six and seven. They only put two paragraphs in here because they felt that if you thoroughly work step one through five and you were going to do step 10 every day, you were doing it. You know why? They had this card. It's in the little red book. And the card had your character defects. And all day long, you went through and you checked off whenever they came up. And then at night, you looked at the card. And this is what the original people did. They were, and at night they look back on page 86, it says we look back at the day, we review our day. Where was I selfish, dishonest, inconsiderate, fearful, dishonest? And basically, where was I on the left-hand side of the card? Then we have some suggestions and then that ends with I ask God for forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should I do? And so I'm constantly seeking to change. Does this make sense? All right, so this book, Drop the Rock, changed my life too. It's not AA approved. Read the first thought I think I wrote, or third thought on the site was about AA approved literature, which means they can sell it and they can put their name on it. But that doesn't mean that only AA literature is allowed at meetings. Somehow, some way, their people have gotten that thought. Uh, Bill W. said you can read anything that will help you grow spiritually at a meeting. And Dr. Bob read at the first meeting the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. And they read from the Bible in the first, until uh, they had the big book. So I'm going to read the introduction. And every time I read this, I get a little emotional. It's a story. It says, and you know, this, this story is so powerful because this is, this is the deal. People say, well, what are you doing in AA? This is what we're going to do. We're supposed to do it. Seems there was this group of 12-step members taking a boat ride to this island called Serenity. That's a good place to go, by the way. 
So we want to be together on a boat towards serenity. And it was truly a happy bunch of people. As the boat pulled away from the dock, a few on board noticed Mary running down the street trying to catch up with the boat. One member said, darn, she's missed the boat. Another said, maybe not. Come on, Mary, jump in the water. Swim, swim. You can make it. You can catch up with us. So Mary jumped into the water and started to swim for all she was worth. She said, and we see this with new people. They're swimming with all they're worth. She swam for quite a while and then she started to sink. Two members aboard, now all aware that Mary was struggling, shouted, Come on, Mary, don't give up. Drop the rock. <coughs> with, with that encouraged, Mary started swimming again, only to start sinking again shortly afterwards. She was going under when she heard all these voices shouting to her, Mary, drop the rock. Let go and drop the rock. Mary was vaguely aware of something around her neck, but she couldn't quite figure out what it was. Once more, she gathered her strength and started swimming. She was doing quite well, even gaining a little on the boat. But then she felt this heaviness pulling her under again. She saw all those, these people in the boat holding out their hands and howling for her to keep swimming and shouted, don't be an idiot, Mary. Drop the rock. Then she understood when she was going down for the third time. And you can see this with new people. You'll see that moment, this thing around her neck. This was why she kept sinking. <coughs> see, when we're new, we don't understand why we're sinking. And we don't understand why when sober, nothing changes, right? When she really wanted to catch the boat, what was the rock? They were all shouting about resentment, fear, dishonesty, self-pity, intolerance, anger were just some of the things her rock was made of. My self-centered character defects because my soil was rooted in me. And so you come to AA and you're new and you want to do this, but you won't drop your rock. God help me get rid of the rock, she prayed. Now get rid of it. Mary managed to stay afloat long enough to untangle a few of the strings holding that rock around her neck, realizing as she did that her load was easing up. Then with another burst of energy, she let go. Now this is what steps four through nine do. Step three is where you decide to drop the rock, but you still got the rock. So steps four through nine is how you're able to let the rock go. She tore the strings off and dropped the rock. Now, steps 10, 11 is how we keep it off every day, right? So once free of the rock, she was amazed how easy it was to swim, and she soon caught up with the boat. Those on board were cheering for her, applauding, and telling her how great she was, and how it was so good having her with them again. Why was she great? She let go of her rock. That's all we have to do. and how they could get on with the boat ride and have a nice time. She felt great. And this is where it gets really uh, powerful. And she was just about to indulge in a little rest and relaxation. You know how we are, we're, we're good. When she glanced back to shore, there waist back, she thought she saw someone think bobbing in the water. So she pointed out to some others. 
Sure enough, someone was trying to catch the boat, swimming for dear life, but not making much headway. In fact, it looked like the person was going under. Mary looked around and saw the concern on the faces of the other members. She was the first to lean over the rail and shout, hey friend, drop the rock. Now, is that not powerful? All right, I'm gonna read one last thing at the end, and then who's gonna bring their hand out back for next week? We'll see. We're going to have a, I'm taking a picture of everybody who comes in here. All right. Page, the last two pages, Drop the Rock. This is from my, one of my heroes in AA, Sandy Beach, who taught me so much. This is a famous talk he did in 1976. It's the last two pages of the handout. This is how he ended his talk. If there's anybody new here tonight, and I hope there are some new people. Everybody find it? It's very complicated. It's the last two pages of the handout. I hope there's some new people. There's one last thing that I think you have to do in order to have the miracle of AA take place. All you have to do if you're new is don't drink. Sounds good, right? Turn your life over to God, right? That's, that's easy. You say, God, I want you to take, and get rid of all of your old ideas, all of them. It says that we read every meaning. Half measures of value, nothing. We have to let go of our old ideas, absolutely, or the result is what? Nil. All of them. One old idea can kill you. That's all we ask. That's all we ask you to do. When I heard about turning over my old ideas, I realized that all of my old ideas was my whole game plan for a living. <laughs> my whole plan, everything, every conviction, every attitude, every prejudice, everything that I had about the world are my ideas. And why didn't I want to let go of them? Because they were mine. And it was like carrying around a 150-pound rock. Now, is anybody exhausted when they came in here? And I felt relief immediately when I let go and asked God to help me because I was starting to drop the rock. And when people are saying they're having a good day, they're not holding the rock. But it was my rock. It's mine. I put this thing together. This was the real me. I was this rock. I came in here and it was like I was in an ocean of alcoholism and they threw me a life preserver. But I'm hanging onto that rock. So you can't do both. You can't have the life preserver and be saved and hold on to the rock. But I'm not going to go, this is my rock, and they're yelling out there, drop the rock. No, man, I can't drop the rock. Well, who told you that? You did. We're the only ones that tell ourselves we can't do it. I'm hanging on to the life preserver, and the boat full of AA members is coming along. I'm going under with the rock and hanging on. I got the thing, and they're going, hey, drop the rock out there. I'm going down under, and everybody's yelling, it's great up here, come on over. And I said, how do I get up there? Drop the rock and you'll make it. But I don't want to drop the rock. It's my rock. And so finally one day, I don't know, something terrible happened. A crisis, right? And it took my attention away, and I dropped it. I dropped the rock, and I was terrified. There it goes. And while I was looking down there, I was like a water skier. I came up out of the top of the water. I'm going along and I'm going, what the hell? Why did I want that rock anyway? And you know, that's why we want to hold those ideas with a death grip. That's why we die. 
And I'll never understand it, but it's one of the paradoxes in AA. When you let go of your old ideas, then you start to surrender and get better. So you surrender your old ideas. That's what it means by surrender, all of them. And here's the good thing. I have new ideas. I have old ideas that I see all the time that I didn't know about. Anybody decide that something wasn't going to be good? And then you do it, it's great. That's it. We had an old idea. And here's this paraffin, and I'll shut up. And so if you're new, I hope this happens to you, and I want to be sitting out there next year, the year after that, whenever it takes place, because this is how I'll know about God even more. I want to be out there when some new person out there is standing up there, and you've got that sparkle in your eye, and you've got that whole vitality going about AA, and you're looking at some new guy, and you're saying, drop the rock. It's the greatest. <laughs> and isn't that what we see today when I saw the birthdays? So... Uh, sorry it took along, but I hope it was good and helpful. And then we still have some time to open up and congratulate the birthdays. Thank you. And bring it back next week if you can, but I'll make some more. <laughs>